Welcome to the Evolvepreneur podcast channel, which is sponsored by Evolvepreneur.biz, a new online community-based platform designed to help develop your skills and knowledge to be massively successful in this new digital age. Your host today is John North, who is a three-time number one international best-selling author and strategic marketer. John's passion is to help business owners to master the online marketing world. Welcome to Evolvepreneur podcast. Our special guest today is Jim Miller. Jim specializes in helping coaches, consultants, and trainers to develop and launch high-ticket offers. Jim has been selling professionally for over 25 years to companies like Microsoft, Apple, Hewlett-Packard, Google, and he has over $100 million worth of sales of products and services in that time. Welcome, Jim. Glad you could make it today. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me on. Great. So um, tell me a little bit about your background where you got and how you got to be where you are today. Well, good question. I've been at this at this for quite a while, but uh, basically, I've been selling professionally, as you mentioned, for for many many years, over twenty five years, <clears throat> and um, I was getting to a point where I needed to move on. So I decided that, uh, of course, I would move into marketing from selling because marketing and selling are you know really compatible and about the same thing, right? Sure. Well, not. <laughs> I started, left my company and uh, started my own marketing company and said, I can do this. And um, boy, within six months, I was sweating. So uh, I went through a big learning curve with that. And uh, But it was good. I stuck with it, hung with it, and learned a lot about digital marketing, got connected with guys like Ryan Dice and um, Perry Belcher and, and Perry Marshall and you know, all these gurus. And I just started reading and, and just absorbing all this great marketing stuff that's out there now and um, trying different things and starting um, different digital marketing companies and trying to sell. And, and uh, boy, I was just spinning a lot of wheels, but I'm learning a ton of stuff. Uh, right. Yep. And so you know, it's it's a process of getting started. And then finally, we I've met with a, a gentleman that I'm currently business partners with, and we created a really cool program that both of us are now offering to coaches, consultants, and trainers. And so it's uh, it's turning out to be a lot of fun and well worth all the effort. That's good. I mean, I think it's a journey, not the destination, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely the journey. It's, it's like, well, it's a heck of a lot different than the corporate life I was living. <laughs> it's, I think, yeah, I think one of the biggest problems is when you work for another business, you don't realize how much uh, stuff they do around that business that you don't, then you have to do yourself. So all the admin and all the, all the um, accounts work and, and the marketing, all that sort of stuff, which is all done for you, suddenly you have to do it all yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, where's John? Where's Joe? Or where's, where's Sam? You know, I need somebody to help me with this stuff. I, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth to do it all myself. And, uh, of course, there's nobody there when you call. So you just got to get up and get it done. <laughs> that's right. And I think that's the thing. Is, uh, another thing we'll probably talk about at some point is, is people trying to do everything themselves. Um, and and the and the time it takes. So to a point, you know, you, it's great to learn, but sometimes you got to look at it and think, oh, I'm not going to learn HTML. I'm not going to learn this. I'm going to get someone to do it because it's cheaper than learning paying myself to do it. Essentially, right. And that's that's why I decided to partner up with Joe uh, Joe mm-hmm. von Grichten. He's my business partner, and he's he's an expert at doing the back end stuff, building websites, and he's great with Facebook, and he's just an awesome technical guy. Plus, he's a nice guy, so, you know, yeah. it's just worked out really well. We have a lot of fun together. Uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If you can partner with someone who's got the techie skills, then you don't have to worry about it, and it saves a lot of money because they're not going to make your mistakes you would make if you did because you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, um, we can get started a little faster. Um, the, you know, you got to split the check when it comes in, but, yeah, it's worth it's worth it. So one of the things that sort of tweaked my interest when I first got introduced with you was the high-ticket um, sort of scenario and then the fact that 
a lot of people undervalue their their time and their their ability and then therefore their actual charge out rates and stuff like that um so tell me a little bit about the the high ticket concept and what you're um what you're achieving there uh it's a great question what we we a couple of years ago, when Joe and I got together, we started working with coaches and trainers on a one-on-one basis and helping them to automate their sales and marketing. We worked with some really great uh, coaches. They're authors and speakers, and they had products that they were selling online and selling great, um, but they were getting burned out. They were spending so much time uh, keeping that all those balls up in the air and floating and keeping the business going. So they were looking for uh, you know, kind of a way to automate and, and leverage their time better through technology. So we came in and we created some really cool funnels and did some upsells, downsells, one-time offers, bumps, uh, got the email systems going with the nurturing campaigns and ascension campaigns and, um, you know, did all this really cool stuff and um, looked at a, a ton of different scenarios and got software that we could use to, to look at um, conversion rates and all you know inputs, outputs of these different funnel configurations and, and started noticing that, you know, if you, unless you've got a high-ticket offer in a funnel over time, if you're, especially if you're placing ads like on Facebook or LinkedIn, you're going to end up, you know, right where you were again. You've you got to have a high-ticket offer to get over the hump. You've got to get something out there that adds value enough so that you can make enough cash flow to, to actually uh, have this all make sense financially. So we decided that you know that was the way to go, and we figured out a way to do it with this course that we created. Okay, cool. So what? Um, so take me to a journey of someone like a, a process someone might go through, and what the sort of the outcomes might be like. Yeah, well, it's like the coaches that we work with are they've been at it for a while. Most mm-hmm. of them. And so they've got an outcome that they provide to their clients, um, probably giving it to them on a one-on-one basis over like at charging maybe an hourly rate of 100 to 200 bucks an hour, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so what we do is we take that outcome and we, we put that into a – we break it up and we put it into like an eight-week course. And then we, we offer that in a group environment now. So it's taking that course that's really doing well for on a one-on-one basis, and we, we put it into, we break it up into eight weeks, and we say, okay, the outcome you're going to get is you're going to um, be able to achieve that in, in this eight-week period. And then we back up into the number of weeks, and we create this course with it, and we put that up online. And then um, we create messaging we know that we we work very heavily on messaging within our course to -hmm. teach them about that so they work on their um their usp their unique selling proposition they work on their avatar which is really a characterization of their ideal client and we work on their what we call an affinity character russell brunson from ClickFunnels talks about that in his book um Mm. That's called dot com secrets. Great book, by the way, if yeah, you haven't read yeah. it. I read it a few times. I, I probably yeah. got it over Christmas last year. I think it was well, a year before, and it's dropped blew my mind because yeah. it makes awesome. a lot of sense. Awesome yeah. book. So yeah, I learned a lot from that, and so we take that that whole idea and we create messaging around it. And the, and the idea of of once you know your avatar and you know the um, their pain points, their misery, then we we under, we take that and we create one big problem that we solve with our solution. And we focus on that, and then we um, build our whole webinar around that one big problem. And it's, Perry Marshall calls it the bleeding neck, right? Yep. It's the idea that you know they've got this problem that's so bad they need to get to the hospital right 
now. And if you were mm-hmm. an ambulance driver and you came up to them, which most people do in their marketing, is they'll come up and they'll say, for example, you know, I'm an ambulance driver. I see you're sitting there on the street. You're bleeding. And, and I, boy, you're going to die in like 10 minutes. But I want to tell you about my ambulance. It's great. <laughs> you know, it's it's got really cool lights. It'll get you from zero to 60 in 4.5 seconds. And it's really comfortable. And, and you're sitting there looking at the guy going, just get me to the hospital, right? So mm-hmm. just um, solve my yeah, problem. <laughs> yeah, just get me to the destination. I don't need to know the procedure to get me to the hospital. I don't mm. need to know the process. Just tell me, you know, just tell me you can get me there safe and, and let's go. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what we do in our marketing. We we notice that they've got a bleeding neck and we come up to them and say, you know, hey, I got this ambulance. I can get you in there and we can take you to the hospital right away. Uh, you want to ride? Yes. <laughs> you know, and the, the sales process can be kind of that simple. Um, as long as the you know you've got your messaging set up right, and, and it's actually a lot less expensive once you know your avatar and you know your target market, mm. you can tar- you can laser focus on their pain points and understand their demographics and their psychographics, which are um, not not to get too detailed here, but the demographics are you know like um, where they went to school, how old they are, and how many kids they own, have and not own but have, and um, how many you know how many cars they drive and where they vacation and some of that stuff. And then the psychographics are their emotional stuff, like you know what their biggest fears are, what what brings them joy, where's you know what's their their biggest um, uh, you know pain that they've got, and you understand all that stuff. And then you, once you get that, then you can target your ads in Facebook very specifically and it actually costs you less to do that so you end up putting your ads in front of the best prospects spending the least amount of money and getting the greatest conversions when you do that so that's why we take a lot of time up front in our course to spend uh spending that uh valuable resource of time to create the, the the basis of this marketing program and the messaging it's really critical and then the the techie stuff putting the funnel together once you've got all this messaging done the funnel whole thing is basically point and click mm. you know because so, you already set up the hard work at the start like i think a lot of people they ignore that avatar side of things they look at it and it's all too hard you know what do yeah. I think about my customer but exactly me, think, think about your best customer the one that you that you would love a hundred of and that's the easiest place to start for a lot of people i think if you Sometimes you get into this avatar thing and you go, well, describe all these things and they just go blank on you. Right. And sometimes I say, look, just pick your best customer. Think about that person and, and what attributes they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you get 100 of them, then you, you know, you're making, making a fair stack of money, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, the money's in the messaging. If you understand copywriting and how to message and how to, I mean, that's where, in this whole digital marketing game, I think the guys that are doing the best financially are the ones that know how to write copy. And, and it's not that hard to learn. It just takes time, and it, you got to be disciplined to to make copy. You got to write every day, mm. and that's I'm doing that too. I get up and I write something every day. That's part of my morning ritual now. It's yeah. getting up and I write something. You know, it's like a paragraph. Habit, I yeah. yeah, you make it a habit, and, it, and and then you learn from the masters. Um, you, you you there's a there's a really cool course called Copy Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Lee Dumas puts it on, and it's awesome. If you want to learn how to do copy. Get plugged into that. He doesn't let everybody in. He's, you know, he's, he's. It's a really popular course, and you gotta, you know, you gotta catch it when he's offering it. But uh, if you can catch a ride in that course, and you want to do some copywriting, uh, it's a great way to get started. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. It's the key to the messaging. I mean, I, a lot of times I'll go to, particularly when you talk about coaches, consultants, and those sort of websites. You go to their website, and you and you realize that maybe it looks very pretty, but there may not be any sort of call to action. There's no real pathway to go from 
to, to do anything. So they look at it and go, oh, it's all too confusing, um, you know, and a confused mind doesn't buy, so they just move on exactly. to the next site. Seven exactly. seconds later, you've lost them. And they'll yep. never be back um, in that situation because they've already made the decision that you're not suitable. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough if you get stu- started on the wrong foot. If you're getting, if you're brand new and you're, you're like you're looking for a way to go, and you, you're not really clear on your offering, you're not really clear on who you're serving, and you're not really clear on, um, you know, where to find people, and you don't have confidence. It's tough to get started. So you need somebody to help you. That's why coaches are so important. If, mm. Even if if you can just get into a group course where you're. Uh, group coaching program where you just start learning basic marketing and basic selling and and uh, and and also try to partner up with people who are uh, complementary to your passion. If, I, if you know what your passion is and you're really good at maybe operations or you're really good at selling or you're really good at um, you know um, manufacturing, um, then f- figure out how to get involved with people who do things that you need your business to have in place. But that you're not good at. So, you know, mm. if you're if you're yeah, really good with marketing, you find a sales guy and, a, and an operations mm. guy. You know. Yeah, so. I saw um, something recently that talked about you know find out what your superpowers are, what you're really yeah. good at, and what you can deliver, and then look at what you're really bad at, and and don't do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because because what happens is somebody says, "Oh, can you do this for me?" So you go do it, and you think, "I'm going to make a mess of this. It's not really what I do. It's going to end badly. I'm going to have an upset client." Yet I do it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. because because of the money or because the clients ask you to do it, whatever the case may be, and you end up in a situation where you know it's going to be a disaster. You know you're not very good, say, at project management, and they want you to manage your project. Um, and, and I guess in a in a corporate world, they protect you from that because they know that Somewhat. your job isn't to do that. Right. So you don't do that. It's not right. my job. But in, in, when you're on your, when you're a solopreneur or whatever in your own business, then everything's your job. Everything, yeah. You have no boundaries at all, and it's that's that's a tough thing to to realize. I tell mm. you what, and uh, it's it's a challenge every single day to understand what what's the best use of my time today. You know, and will you pay yourself that for, to do that work too? I think you know if you if you said, well, how much is that? How much would I pay someone to do that? And say it's ten dollars an hour, and you said, would you pay yourself ten dollars an hour to do that? And you go, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, because it's right. worth it. Like I'd go broke at that rate, you know. Like, well, yeah, if you don't have ten bucks, though, then you, you, maybe sometimes you got to do it. You know, if you're just that's getting right. started. But I think you got to be uh, smart about it. And I think that's the thing. You know, you need to. I think a lot of cases, particularly when you're starting off, is that yes, do it to start with, but then work on a try and find a way to get out of it as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also that you know that that clock, man, that clock yeah. is relentless. It just just every second ticks away, and that time that you're losing every day by not being efficient. And mm. not really planning ahead. It's like what's that old saying? With um, I think it was, yeah, maybe it's Abe Lincoln said, "I I would rather spend an hour if I had an hour to to uh, you know chop a tree down." Maybe it was George Washington mm. here. He's if I had an hour to chop a tree down, I'd spend fifty minutes of that sharpening my axe. Yes, you know. Yeah. So take take the time and, and figure it out. Spend some time uh, understanding, and then go execute when you. And you've got a really solid plan together. Uh, otherwise, you're going to end up wasting a ton of time and resources and um, and money. You know, buying, get involved with tools, um, online tools. This is the shiny object syndrome. Yeah, we've, yep. we've had, we've all had that. But uh, it's it's the more you can minimize that. And again, coaching, getting involved with a coach, a really good coach, will help you kind of bridge all that and get you to the destination a lot, lot faster. So walk me through the high ticket concept. So 
say I'm a coach and I come in and I'm charging, let's say, $100 an hour mm-hmm. and, and I'm working long hours and I'm, I'm really not making a lot of money and I'm really a, in that situation I probably, um, you know, have to keep on feeding the funnel so I'm going to have to keep on adding more and more clients on. So it's a, it's a vicious cycle. Right. Um, and you talk about high-ticket items. Um, what sort of – where would that coach go from, say, $100? What would you suggest that they would do? Like, should they double their price, triple their price? Well, um, what we do is we, we look at it from a system standpoint. Um, if you've got a business that you're running and you've got an ongoing set of clients that you're working and um, you've got a process, right, then mm-hmm. we can we can take that process and we can automate it. Um, so ideally, they'll have an ongoing thing happening. And, and what we do is we'll, we have what we call an enroll-to-your-goal system. Mm-hmm. And so what that is is our funnel, and it's completely scalable. So you start with 1,000 clicks at the front in your traffic, and then it goes to a webinar, and you get a conversion rate of about uh, 20%. So you start with 1,000 clicks, and you'll get 200 people to, at a buck a click on Facebook, for example. Mm-hmm. So you'll get uh, 200 people that opt in for your webinar. Okay, And then the next... Uh, the next item is the webinar, and you'll get probably a 50% conversion on that. So half the people that decided that they wanted to be in the webinar will actually be there. So you get 100 mm-hmm. people in there out of the 1,000. And then from there, it goes to um, an application for a strategy call. And there, from there, you'll get maybe another 20% conversion. So 20 people will actually go on a strategy call for, with you. And then in the end, it breaks down to maybe two or three people that actually enroll in your high-ticket course. So when you look at all that, you in the beginning you spent a thousand dollars, a buck a click on Facebook, and you end up with two to three people that enroll into your high ticket course for say it's say you're charging three thousand dollars for your course. Mm-hmm. So you spend a thousand dollars to make six what six thousand dollars. And I guess that's an important thing to talk about because um, I mean I did this process with some of the other day and and. Um, and when we work the math backwards, in order to get, like if you look at it and go, well, how many, how much money do I have to spend to get that initial traffic to get that thing started? Right. And and it looked like, I said, look, it looks like $20,000 you're going to have to spend over the next year to get your goals that you want to achieve. Right. So you've only got two options. And, and then, of course, maybe the payoff is good, but it's more risk. The higher back, higher price at the other end means you're less, you need to get less people. So your conversion rate by default can be better. Right, yeah, um, and, it, and, and you the, get better at selling then. Yes, it's it's kind of a uh, self fulfilling prophecy. I see, you know, people, coaches. It's all about the value and the value you're bringing. And boy, I tell you what, there's so many coaches out there that we're meeting that, um, you know, they have a great program and they've got a great outcome for their clients, but they just don't have the confidence to charge more, and they don't see the value that they're offering to their clients. And so we help them kind of back into that and figure out a, a, a way to um, justify in their mind how, how much to charge for this course. Mm. And it's, it's a process um, of mindset, and it's a process of understanding your value. And it's, it's not about asking your colleagues or you're looking at your competition, see what they are charging, or asking your spouse or thinking, okay, well, I'm comfortable with this price. That has nothing to do with it. What it has to have, what you have to really do, is take a look at what the value is you're bringing to your client, and ask your client what that's worth. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's when you look at it that way, like, I don't know, to take, take a, a client with a really good outcome that you're offering, project out two to five years and then look backwards again and see over that five-year period of time the differences in their life that have happened because they experienced your training and your course. Mm. And you look at mm. all that stuff that they've, you know, maybe their relationships have improved. They've, you know, spending less time at work. They're making more money. Um, they're, they're, if you're, you know, doing uh, health-related stuff, maybe they're, um, you know, they're uh, eliminated medications they're taking or, you know, all kinds of really cool benefits that don't directly relate to your course necessarily but are, are definitely attributable to the time they spent with you. And you, you take all that into consideration and look back and say, okay, well, what was the value to that person? And, you know, was it – a lot of people say, oh, it was priceless, you know. Well, okay, well, let's put a number on it. Was it 100000 Was it fifty? Was it thirty? It's not well, a MasterCard ad, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, even if, if – you know, if you get it down and say, well, okay, well, if you, even if it was $30,000 over the, the you know, five-year period, if it, was, if it was that impactful and it was worth that, okay, well, if I – I do consulting work, and as a consultant, I can realistically go in and if I save a company, um, say, $100,000 by implementing something for them and saving them money, I can charge them 10% of that very mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, $100,000, it's a $10,000 uh, charge, right? So, so do you if, find a lot of coaches sort of aren't very clear on their prices when they first oh, set that up? I, Absolutely. That's a big area where they just don't, they don't understand their value. In fact, you know, our, our whole program, we call it VFT, and it's Value, Funnels, and Traffic. Mm-hmm. And the first part of our whole training is, is talking about value. So it's critical to understand what that value is, to, to even get into the realm of wanting to offer a high-ticket course. And it's, it's most of it, 99% of it, is the, the problem is between the ears you know, in the coach, mm. it's not the client. The client, was, once you yeah. set it up right, the client's just like, "Yeah, I want the outcome," so they'll pay for the three thousand dollars to get the outcome. You know, they don't care. Just like the ambulance driver, they don't care that the ambulance can go forty-five miles an hour or one hundred and twenty miles an hour. They just want to get to the destination, and they'll pay to get there if you've got the the vehicle to get them there, right? And I think so, part of the problem is eighty percent of what happens goes wrong in your business is inside your business. Yeah, it's internal, not external, right? So we, we and what we do is we create a system so it's all set up so that it's just you know plug and play and very simple um, so right so um, have you I'm just trying to think of what what um, if someone wants to go through the process and I, and I think one of the things that they obviously one of the things they need to do is get very clear on their price get very clear on their value yeah um, and, and you talk about courses and stuff so a lot of the times a lot of people are happy to deliver one on one. But they never think about converting that information into a more of a scalable course, or and it doesn't have to be that sophisticated, you know. At the end of the day, but you know, a couple of extra videos or or that sort of content is a hell of a lot easier. Um, I mean, I was just doing something the other day where we were taking on boarding some clients for for Agile mm-hmm. CRM, and I decided that what we'd do is we'd create a membership site and give them all the information, give them the videos, and that adds huge value at the other end, and that means it takes time that you normally would have to spend with people into a more automated way. And, I mean, that's – and a lot of people I find with coaching is they're kind of reluctant to make that first step. You know, mm. that, that, what do I create? And then they start thinking about it too big. They say, yeah. oh, I'm going to create 16 modules and I'm going to do this <laughs> and do that. And so they think, well, okay, that thing will never happen. Right. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. Well, we we went through that too. We started with our process. We started with like, oh, man, we made our first course outline was like six and a half pages, just tons and tons of stuff in there, and and we just like looked at it and go, this is not going to happen. So we ripped it all apart, and we end up with like three quarters of a page now. Right. And it's yeah. it's still we, we got people going through it. They're going, wow, it's just a great course, but you know, it's a lot of work, and. And again, they they don't want more work. If they don't want to be bombarded with stuff to do, they just mm-hmm. want the outcome. Yes. Right? So if you can create a course that's very succinct and doesn't have a lot of moving parts and gives them the you know the outcome that they're looking for and it solves their problem, they'll pay you for it. I mean, it's it's like they don't want more stuff to do. They just want to get the outcome. So you know, think fast. about that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I've seen. I've, I've taken on a few courses that sort of in the in the industry and, and you know, like some of these courses, they're, they're massive. They have so many modules and so many steps in it. I, I can't see a lot of people finishing it because they become overwhelmed with the whole thing. It's like, well, really, you know, for the fast starters, you need to kind of do something, get some results and then swing back because sometimes trying to, you know, trying to perform and create this perfect, you know, course that's going to be massive may not even sell. So right. you, yeah. you know, start simple and start small and grow with it. Not, don't expect to, you know, produce this, you know, TV quality system that you, that people don't even care about anyway. At the end of the day, they're not going to listen. Right. Yeah. No. It, it, it's it's like I'm, it brings to mind a. Um, I had a teacher one time that told a story, and we asked him how he set his grades. You know, how do you assign your grades? Because we were always we were doing these big term papers. You know, these big mm. reports. And he said, well, what I do is I'll take everybody's report, I'll put it in a big bin, I'll go stand at the top of the stairs, and I'll throw them down the stairs. And the heaviest ones go the furthest, and those are the ones that get the A's. <laughs> you know? And it, it it's like, okay, well, nobody gives a crap about how all the stuff you're putting in there. And it could be the same word over and over again. <laughs> yeah. That's a no system, right? <laughs> right. So you, I think if you... It, again, if you can give them an outcome and do it in a way that's at least painful, you're going to be a rock star because people will, will get the outcome. They'll want to give you a testimonial. They'll want to refer you to their friends, and that's really what you want to do. You're not looking to give them tons of value um, and say, well, you know, I need to have them do, you know, read three books and have, uh, you know, do 25 papers and write six pages of stuff a day and, you, know, you don't need them mm-hmm. doing all that stuff just to get to the outcome. You just you really got to focus on okay, what's the least, you know, the critical path? What's the least amount of effort to get them to the outcome that I got to do to get them there? And if you can if you can come up with an elegant solution for that, that's really you know that's really where you're going to earn your high ticket fee. Because you're going to be outcome based. So at the end of the day, if Absolutely. the clients are going to get success, then you know, and of course you're charging more money, it puts more onus onto you to, to to provide a bigger outcome, I think, and rather than overcomplicate it with too much content. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and giving value that way. And make it fun too. Make it entertaining. Like this group, the group environment that we've got. We started chatting about that a little bit, going from a you know one on one into a group. We found in our groups that it's it's dynamic. It's fun there's the people that are there are motivated to be there they're um you know they're interested in learning they put the effort in um and they interact with each other and they actually help each other out and um and they self-manage it's like a community and it's it's just turning out to be a lot of fun and, and because we in our in our program we charge 
up front, the fees. Mm-hmm. So once they're in there, there's no, no talking about money. Nobody cares anymore. All they're looking for is to roll up their sleeves and get the outcome done. And yeah, I think that's important. Like, a, a, And I, I find that um, probably as a, as a good saying that I've always, sort of always said in my life is that poor people get paid after the job. <laughs> yep, they do. Yep, absolutely. And it may be rude that's a big at the lesson. The day. <laughs> you know, that's but, a big lesson, John. Mm. Yeah, and if you have the, if you got to have the confidence to charge up front and have you know understanding your value, right? If you don't understand your value, you 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 know they'll say, well, okay, pay me later. Yeah, and they never will. And the th- and or the problem is it gets complicated because they go start nitpicking and going, well, this 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 didn't happen or that didn't happen. Well, the reality was that they were so focused on on the money that they forgot about doing the jobs that they needed to do. And I said a lot of people like. At the end of the day, like pay up front, get it over and done with. I don't yeah. have to worry about the admin. You just focus when you, we both focus on the outcome. We can forget about the money, and I think that's an important thing. People yeah. think that they'll charge after the job, or they'll you know fifty percent down and fifty percent later. But the cold hard reality is, is that um, that just comes a nightmare, um, and you probably find that some reason along the way they'll find a way not to pay the extra money. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, and, and yep. then, Human then you think, well, what do I do all that work for? You know. And, and I think that's the number one thing I see a lot of people do. They don't charge, and they're not confident to ask for the money. Yep. And um, I think that's important. And, and be prepared to walk away when they don't pay the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, that brings up another good point for me is is think about the, uh, the process. You create a process to enroll clients into your course. And you don't worry about the outcome. Let the numbers take care of themselves. So remember we talked about the enrolling, Enroll to Your Goal program that we put together. And, and in that uh, strategy call that we do, you're, you're going to enroll two to three people in your course. Mm-hmm. And that strategy call is usually you know, 40 to 60 minutes, and it's scripted. And we go through this process during this call to basically uh, qualify a, a potential enrollee or a prospect to whether or not we want to invite them to join us in the course. And the goal of that call isn't to close them. It isn't to sell them anything. It isn't – you don't want to push anything, anybody into it because you want people who are really motivated and people who want to be there in your course, right? So you're mm-hmm. actually pushing them away saying, well, we only take – so many people, and you know, you're not quite qualifying. So I'm, not, you know, I'm not going to invite you. And it puts you in the power seat, and you don't worry about the outcome of selling. You worry about whether or not you're following the process. Yes. You know, and mm. that's the key is is follow the process and don't worry about the outcome. And I think that's that's important because at the end of the day, then if your process is right, then you, you're really not going to have the problems of of trying to close them up front. And, and trying to get them convinced because they wouldn't have gone through that process anyway. And, and the more they commit, the more time they spend in that process, mm-hmm. the more more likely they're going to proceed at the end. Because people yep. don't invest time unless they're, you know, they, they feel like they're going to get something out of it. Or it's worth um, doing. Otherwise, they won't pitch up to the they won't pitch up to your webinar. They won't book the call. They won't they won't go to those extra stages because either they know that they haven't got the money or whatever, or they. And they're not interested. At least then you've you've got rid of that those prospects, which you normally would spend a lot of time up front talking to. You know <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. The qualification. I've, that's one of the things that I learned in my you know, decades of selling is um, you know qualification is ninety percent of the uh, the challenge of selling something to someone is you know, being in a position to offer something that someone wants and so, understand where they're coming from so that you can offer it to them in a way they want to buy it. 
So a question I would like to ask is, if what's a single one piece of advice you would give someone that was, say, maybe getting started in into the coaching world or, or struggling or whatever, but what was a single... If you were to do it tomorrow, what mm-hmm. would you say to your son or whatever to say, hey, don't do this or do this? What do you think? I would say the very first thing, and I asked my daughter this. I said, you know, I, I sit down, ask them in a quiet way, what's your passion? What do you love to do? What would you do with your life if you could do it and you could just not worry about being paid for it, but you just do it even if you weren't getting paid? What would that be? You know, that's the very first thing that I talk to my my kids about and people that ask me. Um, and, uh, you know, then, then go from there. If you if you can follow your passion and then you – what you do is you, you find your passion and then you find the white space. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that in his book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's find the white space. Somebody who's – you know, you have a market for it. There's got to be a market for it somewhere on the internet and – uh, you become the expert. So you find the white space, a place where there's nobody else playing there. And then you claim that space and you own it. And then every day you spend becoming an expert at that. And then uh, and then you, you take that and you build it. And you give, the strategy is give, 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 ask. So mm-hmm. three quarters of the time you're giving and 25% of the time you ask. And in today's environment, you know, it's like, Big corporations are all about selling all the time. Sell, mm, sell, sell. Mm. Buy, buy, buy. Buy for me. Buy for me. Buy for me. Well, that doesn't work. They've got the budgets <laughs> to do that. Yeah, right. Right. But today, you could become an expert. You can find a niche, and you can become an expert at something. There's so many coaches that do specialized things out there that are really cool. And because of the internet, you can mm. access um, a market anywhere in the world. I mean, there's what 127 countries around the world that speak English, and there's mm. more countries mm. than that. Around the world, that um, if you if you are multilingual, you can sell them anywhere. So, uh, you know, that's what I would say. Find a passion, find a niche, find something that you love to do. You'd get you do it even if you didn't get paid, and then go own it. And then you know you'll find a market to to become an expert, and you'll help people with whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, because that's interesting. Because not necessarily what you're good at doesn't means that what what works. I mean, I. I think what that happens is if you start doing what you're good at but you're not passionate about it, what it becomes, you become a prisoner of your own jail cell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so many of us now, it's, there's a couple of folks in our course now that are doing job search. They help other people find jobs. And the the biggest complaint of of recruiters and employees and employers is that they're in jobs they hate. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's like it's a huge number. It's like 80% of the people that have jobs hate their jobs. Wow. And that's crazy. You're spending so much time of your life doing that. It's just crazy to be there. And I, I, you know, I'm as guilty as anybody. I spent a long time doing stuff I didn't really love doing. And um, you know, I reckon you know, I've always had a had something I've done, and I think after every ten years, I need to hit the reset button. But yeah. um, what I found is, if I get up and get out of bed in the morning, I really don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Then it's time to stop. Yeah, because because you're in, in your mind, you're saying I don't want to do this, but you get up and do it anyway. And, and then in five or ten years, you're going to have that regret that you wish I just pulled the plug then and there um, because you're rationalizing and thinking, well, I've got to make money or to do whatever. But sometimes you've got to take the, take the, um, the, the leap forward and go, no, I'm going, to, I'm going to change this because I don't want to do this. I saw right. my passion. I might be good at it, but I don't want to keep doing it. Right. And I think that's, yeah, and that's I'm, a danger. I'm just pushing. I'm, I'm going to be 59 this year. So 
mean, it's a lot of people are looking at you know they look at me. Did Jim? Shouldn't you like think about being retired? And I, I don't know. I'm having too much fun. I'm just enjoying the heck out of doing this kind of stuff, the digital marketing and being involved with um, you know young people that are just going for life and really uh, inspiring and inspired to do really cool things. And I mm-hmm. love being around mm-hmm. that kind of person. It's and, interesting uh, you said something about the the, the big wide world because. Um, probably about a year ago when I was looking at LinkedIn and started to sort of figure I was going to master it. One uh-huh. of the things that, it's bizarre when you think it, but one of the things that didn't occur to me was that how big of a world it was. And so my predominant marketplace was quite local. You know, I was focused on the local chambers and, and just in Sydney area itself. Mm-hmm. And then I started sort of viewing profiles overseas and started getting in clients. And I'd probably res- estimate now that well over 50% of my client base isn't in Australia anymore. Yeah, and and it was because I realised that there's plenty of people in the world that want your particular thing, and I think that's big, part of the big problem. Is you go, oh, but I look around and I can only see so many people in my local area that that I can help. But the reality is, you create a course, you create a system, you can help anybody on the planet. That in that case, maybe it can speak English or maybe you speak another language. It doesn't really matter. But at the end of the day, there's seven billion people on the planet, right? So. And I think almost all, all of them got smartphones, right? So, yeah. you know, you yeah. there's a way to reach them somehow but on some device think, somehow. You know? United States, the average is, I think, two or three phones now per person. Well, I think I, I went to a seminar once and they said, put your hand up how many um, how many devices you've got in, in your house that are connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. And it goes one, two, three, and this is, you know, and it'll keep going up. And as, as I go up, drop your hands. And well over 50% of the uh of the room would have still had their hands up when they had seven or eight devices. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because oh, when you think about your TV, you know, nowadays even your fridge is probably connected to the internet. Um, yeah. You know, everything's connected to the internet in some way. And I think that's the key to the whole thing is how can you engage that person on their own platform? Are they on Facebook? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Twitter? Where are they? Are they? Mm. And just own one of those social media platforms rather than trying to be on all of them. Because I find a lot of people try to think, oh, I'm going to be on Twitter, I'm going to be on Facebook, I'm going to be on Instagram, I'm going to be here and everywhere. Oh. They, they spread themselves so thin yeah. that no. they have no message. Right. No, you got to – what I advise is pick one. Pick one and be really good at that when you start. Just pick mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. and just be really, really good at that. And then and then share other stuff. Share it with – get a Hootsuite or get uh, you know a, a tool that you can use to leverage that. Leverage that process. Yeah, and then... Um, One of my you know, pet hates is that when I go to someone's website and they've got all the social media buttons up the bottom, and, and <laughs> yeah, typically yeah. it's Twitter, so I click on their Twitter link and they've got seven followers, yeah. and they haven't put their photo up yet. And so to me, I say to clients, if you're not going to grow your Twitter followers, take, turn, them, take, take it off. away. Like, don't yeah. tell anybody about it till you have. Right. Because it's yeah. embarrassing because people go, oh, so if that's the platform they, they, they like and they go to that platform and they see you've got seven followers, you're completely destroyed in their mind. There's no way coming back from that. Yeah, you called their bluff, huh? Yeah. You clicked on it. Yeah, they researched uh, you, right? Um, and if you give them seven followers, you go, well, it can't be that exciting. It's only got seven followers um, and, and they really haven't got a good page. And, and I think that's the danger of the yeah. internet is people can check you out. Yeah. Did you go to our Twitter site? I think we probably got seven or eight on there. Yeah. Right well, now. there you go. Yes, it's normal, <laughs> right? I mean, we got a, we got a software solution that grows Twitter followers. I, I um, but in a targeted way. So we, yeah. we follow people who follow. Let's say you were, let's say you're interested in digital marketer, for example. We'll follow everybody that, that follows a digital marketer, and bizarrely, they follow you back. Yeah. And um, I built something like five and a half thousand followers on my Twitter 
um, um, following plus a couple of other accounts we run. So we're probably about 20,000 followers sitting there. Mm. But when we post something about the target market, we get a lot of click-throughs. Ah, okay. Right, and that's the secret to, like, say, Twitter and, and the secret of any platform, really. But the thing Get is we've collected engagement. people who are interested in that, right? We didn't yeah. collect all these crazy people that are just sending out rubbish all the time. That's, boy, I tell you what, that's where the value is right there, is, is having an audience that will engage. Um, that's gold. That's what you want. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that is fundamental is you come back to the start point when people say, look, you know, I'm – you know, without choosing that avatar properly, you're going to be just punching data out to everybody and you'll get no response. And they go, why well, don't you get a response? Well, it's because you're not talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Particularly if you spend all this time <laughs> talking to yourself. Exactly. Now, that's why it's so important to go out and find a passion and get, you know, own that niche. Find a niche and, and become an expert at it and own it. And be, passionate and be the about world's it. best mm. at it. Just, just commit yourself to, I'm going to be the world's best at this mm. and mm. go for it. You know, makes sense. Yeah. So, if someone wants to get in touch with you and 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 get no more information and and sort of um, figure out what you're doing, can you give me some um, places they can go? Obviously, not your Twitter account. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, Twitter. We, that's that's a work in process. Um, I think Facebook. We're we're we got a pretty good program on Facebook right now. So right. let's see. Uh, we'll do the Facebook. Let me pull that up. Um, we've got our training camp. We call it mm-hmm. training camp for high ticket selling secrets. So that's facebook.com mm-hmm. forward slash groups forward slash high ticket selling secrets. Right. Yep. Yeah. So you can go there and yeah, that's great. go there and ask to join. It's a private group, but we'd love to have you come and, and uh, check it out. And if you feel like you'd like to you know, want to learn more about um, high ticket selling, mm-hmm. then join. And we'll, we teach stuff all the time. We have all kinds of uh, really cool stuff going on. Nothing to lose and everything to gain, right? Yeah. That's excellent. Well, thanks, Jim, for, for taking some time to talk to us today. And, um, and we'll put the links up and everything on um, on the podcast for, for anybody who clicks on it. Okay. Um, so they can Beautiful. pass it in quite get it. And I um, hope to talk to you again soon. Very good, John. Thank you. I appreciate it. You've just been listening to another great Evolvepreneur podcast interview. We hope you enjoyed it. Please visit evolvepreneur.biz today to find out more about our online community and how you can take part. 